Hey everyone, and welcome back to Round the Cauldron. My name is Megan, and I'm here to shed light on Wicca from a modern perspective. This podcast is produced every Monday, sometimes educational, sometimes philosophical, and always honest. So grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me Round the Cauldron. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for episode 19, I think it is. Um, Last week, we talked about um, how to be a real witch according to Google. And this week, it's going to be a little different, but we'll get into that in a second. First, I want to take a second to say hello to any new listeners out there. Hi, I am glad you're here. Hopefully this is not the first episode you're listening to because this episode might get a little deep and dark and yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you're here and I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I enjoy making it. Now don't forget that you can leave a review wherever you listen and those reviews really help other people find my content and my podcast if it's something that they're interested in. Besides the podcast, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Round the Cauldron. And, of course, at my website, roundthecauldron.com. I'm not as active on social media as I probably should be, but I'm a pretty busy person, and sometimes being on social media all the time is just very distracting and draining for me, and I just can't do it all the time. Um... But you can find the show notes and links for each episode at round the cauldron at roundthecauldron.com um, for each episode. I also have a shop where you can get a tarot reading or one of my fancy and mystical crochet items. And I also have a Patreon, so you can help support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month, and you'll get exclusive patron-only perks in the process. Now, don't forget, I'm also running a giveaway. So for anybody that hasn't heard, I'm giving away my rainbow chakra meditation shawl that I crocheted. Uh, You can click the link in the show notes to go to the giveaway page and enter to win that. I am running it through Rafflecopter um, just because it's a little easier to manage giveaways that way and Rafflecopter has more options. And there are some ways that each entry can be done more than once. So some entries can be done once a day. So you should check it out. Um, The giveaway is open internationally, so don't worry if you're not in the U.S. And good luck! So at the top of the episode, I said that today might get a little deep and dark. So this is a content warning for this episode. Um, As of the recording, I don't know what I'm going to title it. Um, But yeah. Um, So I guess I'll just call it Wicca, witchcraft, and politics. So, content warning here, I am going to be speaking about politics in the United States, and there could also be possible mentions of things like abortion, um, rape, sexual assault, mental health, suicide, etc., things of that nature. Um, So, if you are triggered by those things, or if you have negative experiences, or you're just not in the right place to listen to this episode right now, feel free to turn it off not going to hurt my feelings. Um, I want you to do what you need to do for yourself to keep yourself safe and in a good spot mentally. So 
that's that. Now, I don't normally, I don't know, I don't normally talk politics. I don't like to talk, I, talking politics can sometimes make my blood pressure rise and just put me in a really crappy mood. Um, but I've been sitting on this idea for several days now and I feel like it's irrelevant. And it's relevant because I, I'm lucky enough to have this platform. I'm lucky enough to have people who enjoy listening to my podcast and listen to me talk. Um, and I know this isn't going to apply to everyone that listens because I do have some listeners that are not in the United States, but the main concept still applies. So the politics might not if you don't live in the U.S., but the main concept that I really want to get to today will still apply. So I think the main thing that's really brought this about in in my thought process is the issue with the issue with what's going on right now in Alabama with the new abortion law. Now I've printed some things out that I'll also link to in the in the show notes. Um, this first one is a statement from Governor Ivy from Alabama when she signed into law the Alabama Human Life Protection Act, and this was HB 314. She says, this legislation stands as a powerful testament to Alabamians deeply held belief that every life is precious and that every life is a sacred gift from God. So that's where it starts for me. I don't, let me give you my, my personal view on abortion here for a minute. Um, I am pro-choice. I'm adamantly pro-choice partially because I'm a woman and I would want to be able to make that decision for myself but also because I recognize that things happen and it's not a decision for me to make for anyone else it's not something that I should be governing for other people now a little, a little bit on this new abortion ban in Alabama. It allows for abortion in the case of medical necessity. And I also have another link where you can read the, um, the whole bill. It's got all of the, everything in the actual bill. It, you can read it there. Um, now... In the case of medical necessity, it says, and I'm paraphrasing here, I read it earlier, and this is one that I did not print out. Um, it said that cases of medical necessity were to be determined by a physician. So, that's good. I mean, they're at least going to listen to the opinion of a medical professional. Um, in the cases of when it is detrimental to the 
life of the mother, the pregnant woman, or the, pre- the pregnant person, um, or if the, in their terms, unborn child has, what did they call it? They called it something, but it was some, something along the lines of a fatal defect. So they weren't developing properly, they wouldn't be, the, the fetus wouldn't be viable after birth, um, even if they were full term, something to that effect then abortion would be fine and it would not be criminalized. Now in this bill in Alabama, it says that the uh, women, it says, so the uterus-bearing person who is pregnant will not be held criminally liable for having an abortion. It is the physician that will will be held criminally liable. And in Alabama, it has made performing or attempting to perform an abortion a Class C felony. And for Alabama, that means a physician could face up to 99 years in prison for performing an abortion. Now, on to the thing with medical necessity. It does have a stipulation in there for mental health. So, I mean, hey, at least they looked at that. Um, Where if... If a person with a uterus who was pregnant was a, was a detriment to themselves or a danger to themselves or their fetus because of their mental or emotional state, then an abortion could be performed only after the physician has had the patient um, assessed by a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist has to deem that the patient in this case, the pregnant person, is a danger to themselves and the, the fetus. So then abortion, an abortion would be considered medically necessary at that point in time. Um, there is also another one in Missouri where they have banned any abortions after eight weeks. Which, I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever been pregnant or have known anyone that's ever been pregnant, but normally at eight weeks, you either still might not know that you're pregnant, or you might have just found out. And then at that point, there's really nothing you can do about it. If you're in Missouri, like, oh well, shit happened and you're pregnant. Oh, forewarning, um, there might be language in this episode too. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes. I will try to keep my F-bombs to a minimum. Um, so, I have, I have issues with, with this whole situation. And a lot of the political debate right now is brought about, in my mind, because of the issues surrounding abortion and how our government here in the United States is trying to save what a uterus-bearing person can and cannot do with their bodies. They're trying to, I don't know, I don't like to call them pro-life. I call them pro-birth, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, But I promise all of this political talk will relate back to Wicca and faith and religion if you just stick with me. Just stick with me. Um, So, for all of these things here, My first question for the people writing these bills is, where's the science? 
I'm a person that when it comes to anything related to the medical field or space or basically anything where somebody is creating laws and leading people and being part of the government and doing all of this stuff, they need to have their laws and their reasoning backed up by science, by actual facts. Now, the first, the one of the the where where's the science thing? Um, there is no general consensus or conclusive evidence in a scientific manner of when life begins. Now, this goes back to faith, because. These people, these people that are representing us, who we have voted into office, are using their faith and their religion to make laws that apply to everyone. Everyone. Doesn't matter if the people that they are governing are of the same faith. So this means that the governor of, the governor of Alabama is apparently Christian. Most Christians that I know or have interacted with believe that life starts at conception. However, there are other faith, other faiths where that's not the case. So, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to get this totally wrong. Um, if I do get it wrong, there, there will be a link in the show notes. Um, but I read somewhere that in Islam, they believe that the soul enters the body of the fetus around four months, four months gestation. And in, in Judaism, it's different. Now there's not a specific consensus in Wicca or witchcraft or paganism because it's so broad on when life begins. So I do think each person needs to use their critical thinking skills that we talked about in, I don't know, one of those previous episodes. What episode was that? Uh, that was episode 17. Use the critical thinking skills that we talked about in episode 17 and back up your decisions by fact and science and biology and anatomy. When it comes to this, if you are going to be making judgments and decisions that affect more than just yourself. So me personally, I do not believe life begins at conception. I don't. At conception, it is literally the egg and the sperm. And the sperm fertilizes the egg. And then the process of cell splitting begins, and so one cell becomes two, which becomes four, which becomes eight. That's, is that conception for them? Yeah, that's, that's conception. Um, I do not believe that life begins when there is a heartbeat, because it's six weeks. It's not, it's not technically a heart. I mean, the fetus is developing a heart, and there are electrical impulses that are flowing through the heart but the heart is not pumping so when you go to the when you go to the doctor 
and they say that, that you he they hear the heartbeat or they can pick up the heartbeat on their their Doppler. It's not the heart beating per se, especially before 10 weeks. And FYI, most Dopplers, the little, um, oh my gosh, the, the Doppler that they put on the pregnant person's belly and then you can hear the heartbeat, um, they can't pick up a heartbeat until at least 10 weeks, typically. So I don't believe life begins at conception. I don't believe life begins at a heartbeat. And life doesn't necessarily begin at the, um, the beginning of brain activity either. Because they're not necessarily criteria for life. Now me, coming from a medical perspective, because I am in the medical field, not a doctor, but I, I work in the general area and I've gone to the anatomy and physiology classes, I've done my dissections, I've taken medical terminology, I've done all of that. You can be clinically dead and still have a heartbeat. It's possible. So, I mean, if that person's got a heartbeat, are they still alive? What would their quality of life be? If they still had a heartbeat but no brain function, there wouldn't be any quality of life. At that point in time, the physician would say, no, this person is clinically dead. There is no brain function. They are brain dead. And they would pull the plug for life support because there's no quality of life. So I sort of go along with that thinking in, in terms of pregnancy and fetus and abortion. I believe that once a pregnancy is viable and the fetus could survive outside the womb, outside of the body of the pregnant person, that is when life begins because there is more than one criteria for life. You can be alive, but not living. It's, I mean, at this point it's semantics, but I, I back it up by, by science. So for me, if the pregnancy is viable, life has begun. Now, the, the pro-life versus pro-choice thing is a bunch of crap too. Pro-life pro versus pro-choice is a bunch of crap. I don't like to split them like that. So you have your pro-choice, which is not pro-abortion. They are pro, you make the decision that is best for you. Then you have the pro-life, which I don't call them pro-life, I call them pro-birth. Because they, I can't say all, but when it comes to our governing body here in the United States, and our representatives, and our government, they're pro-life, they say, but they're only pro-birth because they will not help that, that girl that was raped and she was forced to have her baby because it was a felony for her to get an abortion, they will not help her care for, care for that child afterwards. They make it impossible to get welfare, to get assistance. They make it impossible to get health insurance. They make it impossible to get food stamps. And then once you do, they vilify you. And they make you ashamed. And they, they try to turn it around and the whole welfare queen thing is just it's it's insane so no um 
And I also, I hate labels on things like this because we are all human. Most of us have a brain. Some of us have more brain than others. That's okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all human and we all need to have compassion for one another. But we also need to realize that there is a difference between actual science and pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is that fake crap that you, that you hear people spouting off. We all need to have compassion for one another. But we all also need to realize that we need to back up these decisions by science. And we can't make these sort of decisions all based on faith. Because my faith is not your faith, and your faith is not their faith. It's all different. And so I really dislike the idea of, of Republican versus Democrat. Because all it does is divide people. All it does is make one side hate the other. We're just people. So the main reason, the main reason I wanted to talk about this today is because of the issue in, not the issue, um, I can't think. The main reason I wanted to talk about this today is because in our Constitution, in the Constitution of the United States of America, there is something that is often called separation of church and state. Now, what this means is, let me see, I have it here. So, the Constitution states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So, separation of church and state, it's a common metaphor um, that's really, it's well recognized everywhere. And and this, this phrase is generally traced back um, to a letter written by Thomas Jefferson in 1802, and it was addressed to the Danbury Baptist Association in Connecticut. Um, it was also published in a Massachusetts newspaper, and I have a quote from that here. Um, Jefferson wrote this, Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence the act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law, re make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Adhering to this expression of the supreme will of the nation in behalf of the rights of in behalf of the rights of conscience, I shall see with sincere satisfaction the progress of those sentiments which tend to restore to man all his natural rights, convinced he has no natural right in opposition to his social duties. So this comes back to Wicca because I think it's really shitty that there are people in our government who know that this is in our constitution who have sworn to uphold our constitution and protect the people 
of our country are making laws that affect every single person in this country based on their faith and their religion, not based on science, not based on fact. And it's really crappy and it really pisses me off. A lot. And the lobbying thing in the government, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. So what can we do? What can we do? We're just, we're just the little people. We're just the little people. Wrong. You have to get involved some way in order, in order for change to happen. If no one stands up to say anything, nothing is going to change and everything is going to stay exactly the same. You have to fight for the things that you know are right, not because you believe in them, but because you know that scientifically and factually they are correct. It's really easy to point this out with the new Alabama law because the new Alabama law against abortion has no exceptions. Absolutely no exceptions. I'm sorry, you were raped and you got pregnant? Oh, according to one of the people in our government, the female body has ways of shutting that thing down. Yeah. I'm sorry, you have to have the kid. Incest? Sorry, you have to have the kid. Oh, I'm sorry, you used a condom and you're on birth control and they both failed? Oh, it's the will of God, you have to have the kid. No, that's unacceptable. That's absolutely unacceptable. There are people out there who say that people use abortion as a form of birth control. Which is crap. Utterly crap. I mean, I read a statistic, I'll have to find it because it could be wrong. Um, but it was like 34 out of every 1,000 people with uteruses have an abortion in their lifetime. That's not a lot when you think about it. That's not even, that's not even half, that's not even 25%. And I'm really going out on a limb here, putting this out there because I know people don't like to talk politics and I know my podcast is about wicca and education but this is important this is so important and not just for those of us here in the united states but for everyone everyone that can everybody that has the ability to vote and reach out to your members of government through email or write a letter or go to their office whatever you can do as long as it is safe for you to do so Get involved. And you don't have to start with something huge like this Alabama bullshit. You can start with, I don't know, maybe your, maybe your city doesn't have uh, recycling. Stand up, put, your, put yourself out there, and advocate for it. Because that's important too. That's an aspect of standing up for the things that you know are right and the things that are good for this planet and good for the world and good for the people. Start small. And don't believe everything that everyone says. Even me. If I say something and I put a link in the show notes, go read it for yourself. Use those critical thinking skills we talked about in episode 17, please. And don't pass judgment on someone 
that you have no business that you have no business passing judgment on. That person over there and what they're doing right now normally has no bearing on you. If that person over there is having an abortion, you don't need to know why. You don't need to know what happened. You don't need to tell them that they can't have an abortion. That's none of your damn business. Absolutely none of your business. And as someone who follows a faith, the core guideline, core tenet is, and it harm none, do what you will. I'm not going to sit here and judge someone else for their decisions that affect their life and not mine. That's not on me. That's on, that's on them. And it has no effect on me. You know what I want for people? I want people to be happy. I want people to be healthy. I want people to be compassionate and honest because let me just tell you, let me just say, when the president of your country can get up on stage and tell people that doctors are performing late-term abortions and the, the person is giving birth, they have already given birth, and the doctors wrap the baby up and they take care of it and then they set the baby aside and, and doctor and, and patient decide whether or not they want to execute the baby. That's a real thing, guys. The president of our country said that. I think everyone needs a bit of honesty in their lives. And I'm here to tell you, I will be honest with you. I will tell you. I'll tell you if I screw up. I will tell you if I was wrong. I'll admit that to you. Because that's how you grow. But everybody needs to be honest. Everyone needs to be compassionate. And I mean, you don't have to love your neighbor. That's fine. But have compassion for them. Because what they do with their life is none of your business. They're not hurting you. And if they are hurting you, then you need to go to the authorities. You need to go through the proper channels to get it situated. But coming from the standpoint of, and it harm none, do what ye will. My judgment of somebody can do that person harm. Me telling that woman over there, you can't have an abortion. I don't care what happened to you. You have to have that baby because it's a baby and not a fetus and it's alive the minute that sperm fertilized that egg. I don't know what she's gone through. I don't know if she was raped. I don't know if she has no money to care for a child. I don't know her situation. Because it's none of my damn business. And me telling her that she can't do that would bring harm to her and would bring harm to the baby that would be forced to come into this world because I told her that she can't have an abortion to do what's right for her, for her to make the right decision for herself. As a, as a spiritual person, I'd like to think that most of us, but I'd like to think that all of us have the compassion for, for those around us. I'd like to think that all of us would not 
would not judge someone for the way they live their lives if it has no effect on you. But I know that's not the case. I, you know, I don't see the world through rose-colored glasses. I'm actually quite the pessimist, and I'm a very cynical person. But these are my wishes for the world, and if I can help convey that to you in a way that is understandable, in a way that reaches you, then I'm doing something right. Then I'm doing something right. All I want. That's all I want. If I had one wish, I, I don't... World peace is so cliche, but I want everyone to get along and I want everyone to use their head when it comes to this and not their heart. Not their heart. Because my beliefs are not your beliefs. Your beliefs are not their beliefs. The people of our government need to know that we deserve to be heard and that we deserve for them to make their decisions on what they're doing based on science and not based on faith because of separation of church and state. And that's just for the United States. I can't speak for any other country because I've never lived in any other country. But if you have something similar in the country or area that you're in and it's safe for you to do so and you don't agree with what's going on, speak up. Say something. But please make sure that you're not letting your own shadow, your own judgment, your own bias, and your own prejudice get in the way of these decisions. Until next time, everyone. Bye. I just wanted to say thanks again for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know this episode was very different than what I normally do, but I feel like it's something that just needed to be said. And hey, it's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> um, it does really mean a lot to me that all of you guys listen. Um, don't forget that you can email me, reach out to me, message me, whatever. Uh, my email address is roundthecauldron at gmail.com. Hit me up with any questions, comments, suggestions, concerns, stories, experiences. You know, I don't bite and I'm always here to listen and help you if I can. Please consider supporting this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month where you will get patron-only exclusives, which include early access to episodes before they go live. Follow the show on social media and at roundthecauldron.com where you'll find educational articles, show notes, links, and more. 